We're going for glory. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Never doubted them for a second. The Super Bowl chase is back on in Foxborough. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Patriots fans, East, West, North, South. We're back. We are back. We, yep. we are so back. Never doubted them for a second. Nope. Listen, anybody... Anybody who listens to us has known we've never said that the Patriots are out, down and out. Don't go back and listen. You don't have to. We tell the truth around here. Yeah. Come on. And guess what? Josh Allen, welcome to the Thunderdome, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the big leagues. You think you can come into Foxborough on the mm-hmm. eve of Bill Belichick's mm-hmm. 300th win mm-hmm. and come in and take that from us? Take that from him? With the lighthouse overhead beaming down on you, no. I tell you what, Bill's been calc- he's a calculated fella, and he's been planning this for a while. You may have got the best of him, but he purposely lost the Saints, the mm-hmm. Raiders, mm-hmm. to send a message to you. To you, Josh. That's what he wants to do. You to better you. watch out, bud. And guess what, Josh? You fell right into his clammy little hands. Mm-hmm. He's been doing this a long time since since you was this big. All right, he's been winning Super Bowl since you were in the crib. Okay, mm-hmm. and guess what? He's not finished because you want to know why? The Super Bowl chase is back on in Foxborough. Yep. We're not taking anymore. Nope. We're going for it all. No. Nope. We're going for glory. Uh-huh. And, you know, we're going to get number eight, uh, number seven this year. Hey, we're going to get number eight, too. <laughs> we're going to win two this year. Guess what? Hell we're going to yeah. win two Super Bowls, and we're still going to get Caleb Williams, and we're going to keep Mac Jones because he's good now. Mm-hmm. He's good. Guess what? Fourth quarter, Mac. He might be the greatest I've ever seen in this building since number 12 left. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Listen, shades of Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. There's a, there's a stat, actually. This is true. This is a true stat. Mac Jones and Tom Brady now have the same amount of go-ahead touchdowns in the last 15 seconds at Gillette Stadium. Dog. Dog. He's dog. They both have one, but nonetheless – D-A-W-G, Mac Jones with the gritty, hit it exceptionally well mm-hmm. in the end zone. Can't say that he didn't. If you did, what are you watching? And you know what? Team chemistry, all-time high. Through not, the roof. Not only is Mac Jones hitting the gritty flawlessly. Flawlessly. Mike Gesicki's leading the way. He's like, going out there, and he's doing the little, 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 you know, low step, high step, whatever you want to call it. He's stepping all over the place. Like you read about. Mac Jones hit the McGriddle. It wasn't even a gritty. He put his own little spin on it, some herbs and spices like the Colonel down at KFC. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's MAC in this building. And you know what? This train has no brakes. Next week, we're going against Miami. Tua, guess what? You're going to go on the grinder, baby. Mm-hmm. Jabril Peppers, you think he's going to let you go? No, no. Guess what? It's it's showtime from the first snap to the last whistle. And Tua, you better come ready to play because these Patriots aren't your Patriots of the last two weeks. This is a new breed. This might be the best team in the NFL. This might be the best team that has ever touched a blade of grass on a football field. Guess what? We're here, and we're here to stay. Welcome to the Dropback Podcast. Buckle up. We have some things to talk about. Yes, we do. And, you know, you mentioned it a second ago, Jabril Peppers, absolute phenom. This dude is leading this defense right now. In in, in the wake of Matthew Judon, not like getting getting injured, Jabril Peppers has stepped up big time. He's making huge hits left and right. 
Last uh, last week, huge hit stick against Devontae Adams. This week, you know, he starts it off first play on the defensive side, gets a pick. Gets a pick. First first defensive snap of the game, and what do we see? He says, hold on, I'll take that. Boop. And then, ding! Yep. Did you guys hear the little? Yeah, I, it was it was, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Yep. It was great. Press triangle, got the pick, went mm-hmm. up and grabbed it. And I don't know if anybody else noticed this live. We were watching the replay of the highlights earlier today. Jabril Peppers, after he intercepted that, he just kind of did like a like a reverse somersault and sprung up using just oh, yeah. the sheer muscle mass of his neck. It was like a like a spring. He just popped right back up. Immediately got tackled. But you know yeah. what? That that the fact that he did it so athletically probably sent shockwaves of fear through the Buffalo Bills sideline. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to tackle a guy as as bungee as that guy. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't throw it his direction. No, not at all. What a weapon. You know? What a weapon he is. He is. We, we might have to, you know, make him into our joker on offense. You know, give him a few more plays because he he's he's making some uh some 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 shit happen. Jabril Peppers, side. notable running back and DB at Michigan. Who's to say? That's true. He was a Swiss Army knife back in Michigan. You know, maybe maybe he's gonna go back to his roots here. That's all speculative because and you know, right right now, our run game, not the best. Not the best in, in total. You know, we had 20 rushes for about 60 yards. Not ideal. Passing game felt like it was the best all season. It was. Great. It was great. Everyone was getting some action. It was like all of these good pieces on our team had good games. It was good. It was great. Well, uh, well, you know. Devontae like, Parker had one catch, which as we yeah, – I think we said good. I said yeah. good receivers. You know, I think what I was most excited about was this was a game that felt like Bill and the coaching staff listened to the fans. I don't know if they did or not, but Demario Douglas, so much more playing time than he has been getting the last few weeks. Mike and Wenu, he got moved to right tackle. We shifted it. The line looked immeasurably better this past week. It was Dare I say the G word? I'm not going to go that far. It was fine. It wasn't a problem. It was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a strength by any means, but it certainly was not a glaring weakness like it had been in weeks prior. And we were moving the ball. We had a string on that first drive. We got like three first downs, maybe four first downs in one drive. We I'm hadn't done of- that in, in a month. Are you kidding me? It was – we kicked the field goal. We went up, and I was like, as soon as Chad Ryland kicked that field goal, I was like, well, that that's my happiness for the game. I can be happy. I can remember this one drive. Sort of like the Cowboys. I was like, well, this was fun. We'll take this. Yeah, no, I, I was sort of thinking, you know, we went up 10-0 after the first quarter, and I was thinking, yeah. this is going to be painful. And, you know, we, we let him the, the entire game. You know, it got scary Almost. towards the end. Fourth end of fourth quarter there, but you know, yeah. we, we we got the best of them. You know, Josh Allen came into Foxborough probably expecting to dog the Patriots. And, you know, these dogs in the defense, they came out and, yeah. and they're they're not messing around. This you know what it is? If we talked about this before, and um I don't know if it's the lighthouse. I don't know if it's because Mike Vrabel came in and got inducted into the Pats Hall of Fame. And might I add 
he said in his speech, he said, we got a game to win today, referring to the Patriots. Mike Vrabel, outs in Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Traded Kevin Byard. I don't know. He has, yeah. But Tennessee's, uh, they're, they're not they're, good. They're mid. Yeah, they're, they're bad. Yeah, they're not great. Kirk Cousins. It, regardless, um, um, we went in. I don't know if it was a lighthouse. I don't know if it was Vrabel. Uh, I don't know if it was anything else, but what I think it is, here's my hypothesis. The silver pants, baby, they're back. The silver pants in the days of old, they made a reappearance, and guess what? Best game we've played in such a long time. I think the only other game that is comparable to this with the level of like execution was the Falcons game last year where we got like two pick sixes in the fourth quarter, like we we stonewalled them. It was ridiculous. Not even last year; it was two years ago. It wasn't last season. Um, that was probably the last game that I felt this good in the Chargers as well. But this this game, I feel good about it, especially because it's an, a divisional game. Josh Allen, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. The media absolutely just props the Bills up every chance they get. Yeah, and they're they're sort of proven to be a Mickey Mouse team. I they mean, they might be Mickey. They might be Mickey Mouse in this division. You know, it it could be getting in the realms where it's up to grabs pretty soon. And you know, we are definitely out of out of reach of of taking any sort of top position in it because we got a, some other stuff to figure out. You know, we'll take this win to heart, not to heart, but we're gonna take this win and it's good. But we still have a lot to build off on on top of this. But this division's kind of getting a little spicy right now. As you know, the Dolphins just lost the game to the Eagles. They've kind of shown that they have weak spots, and they got dogged by the Bills. Crazy sort of hierarchy that's going on in this division. Ready? Pats beat the Jets. Jets beat the Bills. Bills beat the Dolphins. Dolphins beat the Patriots. But anything can happen next week. We got a rematch. We're going to reset the cycle. And, you know, this NFL math is going to start to make some sense right now because – it's all over the place. It's all over the place. And I know we we went we came in hot right off the bat in this opening few minutes. The Patriots, I'm gonna be the first to say, I don't I don't realistically see a chance where we rally the troops and make this a super competitive team where we get into the playoffs and put up a, a good fight. But this win felt good. It made me feel like we weren't as far off from being competitive as I had previously thought. Yeah. Because if you go out and you get dogged by the Saints and you put up a pitiful performance against the Raiders and you get embarrassed by the Cowboys, like those are back-to-back-to-back yeah, weeks. Where absolutely gut-wrenching. Demoralizing. All the momentum that we had just fucking – it was just completely gone. Yeah. We were flattened and just lost our personality, it felt like. Yeah, but, I mean, this game we went out, we played Patriots football, which I I feel like we haven't seen in years, to be honest with you. And everybody was hyped up. There was an interview. Mac was doing an interview post-game. Jabril Peppers came and, like, gave him, like, a little shove, and they, like, he shoved them back, and they, like, hugged each other and high-fived. And it was like, these guys, they're not just laying down and dying. They're fighting, you know, tooth and nail. They're clawing their way back. And that those are the types of guys that you build around. 
I mean, Mac didn't give up, and he had an incredible fourth quarter comparatively to the rest of the season. You know, he did very well. Two touchdowns, no picks, almost 300 yards passing against the Bills, who uh, their defense, let's be honest, hasn't been as good as it was touted to be in the preseason or in the weeks leading up to this matchup. It hasn't been that great. But still, like this team has had your number the last few years, and for you to defend your home stadium, defend your turf, and just play a complete game and win in pretty – I wouldn't say convincing fashion. We were in control most of the game. But to come back and pull out the win against a team that nobody thought you were going to be able to hang with, that feels good. And you need those moral and actual like physical victories to keep that faith moving forward. And that's what this did, I think. I feel so good right now. I'm so happy and feels – Feels good in Pat's nation right now. It does. Definitely a good feeling after that game. Sort of surprise win for me. I didn't think that we were going to be able to pull that off against the Bills, but Bills might be showing their true colors here. And Patriots get a get a get a quick one off them. That's not a saying, but we still you know, won. We, we want we steal one from them. So that that was great to see. Um, you know, Mac Jones, he Passed for 270 yards today, uh, today, the other day, two touchdowns, no picks. Huge. It's it's great to they, like turnovers really weren't as big of a problem as they have been. You know, um Kendrick Bourne had a really unfortunate fumble late in the fourth quarter. Um that was that's, that was that's not a that's not a good time to have that happen. Oh, but I it is it that. is hard, it is very good to see that this offense. Only needed three points with two minutes left. They successfully ran the two-minute drill. And not only did they – they didn't even need the field goal. We just flat out won the game. That was that was great to see. You know, it didn't – from from what we've – and thank you. And from the offense we've been seeing so far this, this year, like who who expected that they would do that? You know, who, who expected that Mac had it in him? But he does, and that is great to see. Yeah, it was good. I – thought that when Bourne fumbled the ball that it was going to be a repeat of everything that we'd seen so often where we're so close and a player just fumbles the game away, literally. I When he, when that happened, I immediately thought of Damian Harris in the Cam Newton year, and I just – my heart sank, especially because Kendrick Bourne is one of the guys who I feel is a pillar on this team, somebody who represents – the 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 emotion that you want on the team he he's dedicated he's high energy he believes in the cause he's somebody who other players rally around who he's a pillar on the team and that's a guy you look for to make plays and count on in those types of situations so for him specifically to fumble that ball it was very disheartening but he had some nice plays on the final drive to win the game and the offense didn't come out scared when it was their time to come back and, and win it. Mac, especially, he was standing in the pocket. He took some hits. He delivered good balls, catchable balls, too. Like, he wasn't having to – like, the receivers weren't having to make these crazy acrobatic plays on the ball, and we weren't relying on Cole Strange to run over two linebackers and 
get the first down. Mac was standing in there delivering a good ball to receivers, and they were they were making plays. Like Barrow Brown was catching it and running after the after the catch. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson had a screen pass that he took for like thirty yards. Demario mm-hmm. Douglas was getting open and holding on to the ball and making guys miss. It was yeah, it is great to see Demario Douglas make thank plays God, out dude, there. Thank the Lord. Whoever was whoever was banging on Bill's door and like or like whispering in his ear when he was sleeping, like it worked. We did it. We're mm-hmm. back. He's in the lineup. He's making plays. He's catching balls. He's making people look silly in the open field. He is somebody who needs to play consistently week in and week out because he is a spark plug and he gets the chains moving. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Hey, you you were spot on when you said that. He is a spark plug. You know, he kind of gets he he makes those little flashy plays that like get everyone hyped up. Exactly. You know? It's fun to see little highlight real play spark of energy, as you just mentioned, sort of just keep this offense rolling. You know, they 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 were moving the chains last time. And you know, it was it was great to see that our defense stood tall against a monster back like James Cook as well. Shut up. What a phenomenal player he is. And our defense, you know, they they bend don't break. They played the great against him. I have no beef with James Cook. He's Andrew's number one running back, and I, I despise his fantasy team. We've had a lot of pain on that team. This yeah, James Cook is his lone bright spot. Uh so I guess yeah, good for James Cook. Way to help your team do a win. But appreciate you know. that. Yeah, he honestly, you gotta love the types of games. Being a fantasy football fan when your players do well, but they don't beat your team. And that was that was today. Dude got 18, I would 19 say, points yeah. for me and lost. Like, Andrew Andrew's kind of like the Bills, actually, because preseason everyone's like, Oh, he's gonna do well. Mostly him, he was saying that. And now maybe not not all is what it seems. Who knows? Could be a Mickey Mouse team. No, true. We could be, but you know, we've had a lot of restructuring to do. You know, it re- it's really tough when your last eight picks in the draft are, are busts. You know, Duty Ship Poopster was. Uh, I don't know the why beginning you picked of- him. I mean, dude, that preseason. You're gonna not say that, like, you know, it was before the the Juju Smith Schuster knee is about to explode. Allegations were were storming through the airways, like. Would expected him to be a good receiver in the Pats. We probably expected him to be like our number one guy, and he's just fallen. Like Kendrick Bourne wasn't even our number like three guy last year. I don't even think. Well, he was dog. He was in the doghouse for some reason. That was another thing that Patriots fans were confused about. I think I understand. We don't know the X's and O's like coaches. We don't have the knowledge or the experience or whatever. But there are just sometimes. Where I think I think every front office should just have a vibes guy who has his ear to the street and is like, you know, the people are saying you got to put Kendrick Bourne in. The people are saying Demario Douglas needs to come in. The people are saying put Pharaoh Brown on a on a deep post. Maybe you listen to him. I don't know because sometimes the people are right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes you just got to take a step back and look at the product on the screen and say, you know what? Here's what I would do. If I were wearing the hoodie and I was 72 years old looking for my 300th win, I'd put number 81 and number 84 out at in the starting receiver roles. Every game, every game, I wouldn't change it. Every game. That's true. And there's definitely a lot that, you know, could be learned from the fan base. And, you know, the, I mean, we're, we're probably spewing shit and propaganda yeah. most of the time. But 
You know, there's a story from Andy Reid that one time a janitor in the Chiefs facilities approached him with a with a play idea, and he was kind of like brushing him off, like, oh, whatever, like, what does this guy know? And he showed him a play, and he was like, oh, shit, that, that might actually work. And he tried it in a game, and it got him a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's it's never yeah. a bad idea for to look for exactly. other avenues to provide solutions. So what, what we're, we're saying, we're in a, we're in a solution heavy yeah. situation. Right Ro- now. Robert Kraft, what we're saying, you know how to reach us. Uh, yep, we're available at the dropback. Oh uh, no, at dropback underscore on Twitter, on Twitter, um, on X, on oh, sorry, on X, yep. Instagram. It's it's most of the dropback. Find us on Spotify, Find Robert. Us. Yeah, well, get, we'll probably give us a call. On Spotify, yeah, but uh, we're, we're available. Um, maybe he can't message us on Spotify, but you, you, I'm sure you can <laughs> figure out how to get in contact with us, Robert. Um, we're willing to do anything for you. Yeah, we'll negotiate terms. But, yeah, I mean, regardless, good win. We're happy about it. Next week we got the Dolphins and – I mean, we're going to have to play this receiving core again without our two best defenders. So, I mean, we played him tough the first time. We had Christian Gonzalez. He got a pick. Tyreek had his worst game of the season. Tyreek Hill, unbelievable, unbelievable player. He is so fast and maybe not the best person. I don't even want to say maybe not the best person. He's not a good guy. He's done some terrible things in his life. but. Strictly football, he is so difficult to defend, and I'm I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little worried now that we don't have Gonzalez. But I mean, Belichick, I think can he's real good at scheming guys out of games, and mm-hmm. if you take out Tyreek, Jalen Waddle got hurt this past weekend. Mostert is still there, but Tua, you're gonna have to. Forced Tua to beat you in other ways, so that's true. And, and J.C. Jackson's been playing. J.C. Jackson has been doing really much well. better on the Patriots than he has ever done on the Chargers. Which yeah, is fantastic to see. It's he great was... to see him just pop right back into sort of his um, prior self and yeah. just he was so ass on the Chargers, mm-hmm. and now he's like I'm not gonna say he's back to being what he was with us because he's not. Because I, I think I think he's he's, he's slowly getting, getting how how old is he? He's still I'm gonna guess he's 27 years old. Let's see. Live googling here. Yeah, live Google machine. He is uh should it, 27. He's 27. Dude, I'm listen. So he's anybody, still in his prime. To be honest, if like, anybody ever needs somebody to guess a number for them, call call me. I'll answer you after we answer Robert Kraft. But how I, old is Robert Kraft? I'm going to guess Robert Kraft. Bill Belichick is 72. I'm going to guess Robert Kraft is like 84. All right. Robert. Call you right after we call Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft. Age. Oh, shit. I spelled age wrong. Oh, my God. I'm close. Oh, my God. What did you say? I said 84. Uh, He's 82. 82. Bill Belichick, you said he was 72. Seventy-one, damn dude! Ooh. All right, I'll get you close. <laughs> I'll get you close to whatever. Pete Carroll's seventy-two though. Nick Saban's seventy-one. Andy Reid's sixty-five. Andy Reid's kind of old. Yeah, I thought he was older. Well, maybe I don't know. He's just like bigger, so I don't. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know. Andy Reid's a good guy though. I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, but Jason Jackson's twenty-seven. Jabril Peppers is twenty-eight. So they're not like super old. They still have. 
like a good amount of years left where they'll be productive and valuable assets to this defense. We're thinking in like Madden terms right now. This is no. Well, I'm thinking best. I'm thinking real life terms because like a guy like Harrison Smith. He's Harrison Smith is like 33, and he is still playing good football. Let's yep, live checking it. Harrison Smith. 34 and he's still playing yeah. great football. That is excellent to see. And also something to note as well, Devin McCourty, 36 when he retired. 35 when he retired, but he's 36 now. So yeah. It's time. I, I think we're 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 proving our own point right now that age really doesn't matter. But um it's great to see that he's younger at, yep. at the end of the day. And you know what? We're not even paying him. So that's even better. That's a huge point. Thank you. Chargers, mm-hmm. you stupid sons of, you know, you're not the smartest, but yeah, we appreciate you. You know, I think that's a, I feel like that's a good segue to get into our, uh, we could, we could hold it off for a bit, but um, getting into our hierarchy of teams oh, that yeah. we're, we're thinking of unveiling because Chargers, you know, they're one of those teams that it, it's, it's, it's really tough because you got a bright spot at quarterback, fantastic, flashy offense. But they just can't string together like a super, super positive season. Like they're they've been a fringe playoff team the past couple of years. And they got knocked out by the Raiders a couple of years ago when the Raiders were good for a season. And then now their Raiders are back to being the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, they're back to being the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders are better than us. So I don't know. Are they better than us? Uh well, they beat us. It's really tough being a stubborn Pats fan that when you lose to a team, you're still convinced that you're better than yeah. them. Well, you know what? Who's better than us? Who's worse than us? We don't know. But we're going to tell you in our hierarchy of teams that uh, we're about to make. So, ladies, right. gentlemen, children of all ages, buckle up. And let's see where all the teams in the NFL rank comparatively. We have a tier list here. The tiers go as mm-hmm. follows. So on the very bottom of the barrel, you will see that we have praying for Caleb. Caleb Williams, quarterback at a USC. He's a stud. He's going to go number one. Probably whoever's going to be the worst team, best chance to get him. Mm-hmm. Tier above that, dude who shit poops are tier. You're not the worst, but you're damn bad. So mm-hmm. no one's going to watch you. Above that. And also, the dude who shit poops tier, it's, it's even worse, right? Because – you're not in the tier where you're praying for Caleb. You're just above that tier. So you're in a really shitty, like, purgatory zone yeah. of not getting the top draft pick. Yeah, arguably all, But also just position. have a, yeah, like, horrible culture, and et cetera. Um, right above that, we got Kirk Cousins. And, you know, you could say Kirk Cousins on the come up, but he usually does end up being Kirk Cousins at the end of the day. So I will disagree with that. I think Kirk Cousins the last four years has been a, a way above average quarterback, like top ten probably. This is historically Kirk Cousins. This is not Kirk Cousins right now. This is the ghost of Kirk Cousins. Maybe that's what we should name it. The ghost of Kirk yeah, Cousins. You're right. We're gonna we're gonna adjust that on the fly. We respect Kirk Cousins on this podcast to some extent. I I, re- you, I Kirk, like Kirk Cousins. I, I like Kirk Cousins. Thank too. you, Kirk Cousins. I saw him on the quarterback. Yeah, I loved you on that Netflix show. Um, future is bright, you know. This could be full of young talent, potential wild card teams, you know, little fringe playoff teams. Then you have your certified playoff teams, but they're not good enough to be Super Bowl contenders. 
But um, final category as well, Super Bowl favorites, sort of the solidified, you know, you know that these guys are probably going to make an NFC or NFC championship and they have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl. So to kick it off, um, we can position the Chargers and their ideal position. And you want to start with the Chargers? We, we did kind of talk about them a second so, yeah, ago. Can, yeah, put them. Um, and also, to clarify, we have a list of all the teams. We have their logos. In order to keep this as brief as we can, Andrew and I are going to alternate turns, picking a team and putting it in a position. We each have two vetoes. So if I took the Bengals, for example, and put them in – Super Bowl favorite tier. Andrew could say veto and move it and like put it to whatever he his tier he wants it to be. So keep that in mind. All right. This is this is tough for me right now because I really like in reality, I think that they're a potential wildcard team, but I really want to put them in the ghost of Kirk Cousins because I interesting think that the Chargers are a very beatable team, but you know, they have sort of hype with them as well because their offense. Puts up a lot of points every day, but their defense has historically been shit. Their fourth quarter defense has historically been one of the worst all time, especially since the Philip Rivers era. So, you know, like, are they a potential wild card team? Yes, and I, I, because of that, I'll put them there. But you know, they're sort of a Mickey Mouse wild card team where you know they could make it, could not. But I think in their heart, they are the ghost of Kirk Cousins. And I know that sounds confusing, but it could all make sense. So you think they're the ghost of time. Kirk Cousins, but you put them in potential wild cards? Yeah, you know what? You're right. I'm I'm going with my gut here. They're, they're Kirk Cousins. I don't like the Chargers. I disagree. I'm not going to use my veto, but I, I they'll make the playoffs, I think. I think they'll get in uh, at the end of the day. They're 2-4 and four right now, but I think they'll figure it out. All right, so I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, the Saints – are not a good football team. They did you watch the uh, Saints Pats game recently? Oh uh, no! What happened? Did we do well? Oh, yeah. It was it was it was like nothing. It was nothing. The Saints are three and four. So uh, the problem is the NFC South is quite possibly the worst division in football. So there's a chance that they're going to make the playoffs. Their future is not bright. I'm going to also put them in the ghost of Kirk Cousins tier because. I don't think they're in purgatory like some of these other teams, but they're not good. They're mm-hmm. certainly not good. All right, up next, I'm going to say um, – yeah, let's 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 get another one here. So the Lions, I think that they're a certified playoff team. I think they're going to win their division this year. You know, they just got smoked by the Ravens, and, you know, I think – because of that game, it, it sort of could have revealed who they truly are at heart. I would have liked to put them with Super Bowl contenders, but, you know, they've never really been the playoffs and they've never really shown that they can win in the playoffs. So it's definitely not fair to put them in that next category, but they're definitely one of the best, one of the hot, like better teams in the league right now. Similarly, I'm going to take the Dolphins and put them in the same tier. Uh, they have played good teams. They've just been inconsistent, right? They dropped 70 points on the Broncos. They lose to the Eagles. They, I mean, they sort of got caught in a sticky game with us. Don't get me wrong. They have the absolute ability to go off. But they're just not consistent 
consistently dominant enough mm-hmm. for me to think that they belong in any of the tiers above. And another team that falls in that category in my mind is the Baltimore Ravens because this team, you know, they've consistently shown that they can either be a playoff team or a potential wild card team, but you know, they've never really proven that they can win in the playoffs um, in the Lamar Jackson. Area. Has he won a playoff game? I'm maybe I mean, he might've won one, Definitely but has. I, I think he has won a playoff game, but you know, I feel like, he has he has he has a great winning percentage and he has done a lot of winning, but you know, has that playoff winning record looking? Um uh, I have to check here. He is one in four. Three. <laughs> We're getting an ad. We're getting a live ad. All right. Sponsored by Columbia. Stay warm this winter. Uh, I'm actually going to use my first veto on that. Really? I think the Ravens are very good. I think Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level this season. Especially, like, it, it comes in flashes, but I don't think anybody has, very, has really, like, separated themselves as being the best player in the league. And what we saw Lamar Jackson do last week against the Lions, he played unfathomably well. He's one of the very few guys in the entire league who can win a game by himself and will his team to win with him. I think the Ravens are surging. I think they're only going to get better. I'm going to put them in the Super Bowl contender tier. So I have one veto left. All right, so they're moving up here. Um, So then I guess it's your pick now as well. All right, Bengals. See, the Bengals are in a tough spot. They're 3-3. and They're doing better. Joe Burrow's doing better. Their division is a little tricky. Steelers are playing well. Cleveland has a great defense. They have a tougher record. I'm going to put them in potential wild card because I just think the start that they had might be a little tough to overcome. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, they could surge in the later half of the season. They have the talent to do it. Joe Burrow, I think, is a dog. But it'll it'll be tough to hang with the teams that they have to play. I mean, they got the Niners this upcoming week. And, if I mean, if you start three and four, it'll be tough to climb out of that hole, I think. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But they do have the talent on their team where they can definitely make this season interesting and, and, and salvage something from it. So I agree with that. Um, I think right now we can put our first doo-doo shit poopster team up on the board with the Denver Broncos. I think that there is not a lot going well on this team right now. You know, there's sort of the, the like ghost of Russell Wilson is leading the the team. You know, they have Sean Payton. They just traded um, – what did they trade? A first-round pick to the Saints for him as well. And they have started out horribly. they got to win this week, right? Yeah, they beat the Packers. They did beat the Packers, which is good. They're two and five now. But that being said, you know, I feel like they're in a situation where their team overall isn't great. Their coach is incentivized to win because he just got brought on the system. He's trying to instill a winning culture. And I don't think that they'll be one of the worst, worst teams to get Caleb Williams. But I think overall, it's just sort of a shit NATO that they need that Sean Payne's going to need to figure out. I will say Russell Wilson is having a good year. He has 1,500 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, four picks. So, like, his team sucks. Russ is not doing that bad. 
Um, so I don't, I don't think it's fully fair to put all the blame on him. Uh, but no, they're they're a bad football team. And you know who else is a bad football team? The New York Football Giants. They are ass. They're not the most ass, but I think they're in the doo-doo shit poopster tier right alongside the Broncos. Their record is let me just double check for yeah, you. Especially I, I agree two with that five. division. Yeah, two and five. I agree with that division because um you know, you, when you when you pay a quarterback forty five million dollars in an offseason, it probably means you want to stick with him for a while. And they, I think they're going to be stuck with Daniel Jones for a long time. I don't think that he's um, really shown that he can be a great quarterback in the NFL. And with the contract that he just signed, you know, that's what the that's what the Giants think of him apparently. So that's sort of the range he's he's in, I guess. Um, so if we can sort of move on a little bit, I think I want to name um, sort. Now nah, let's let's just keep going here. Caleb Williams for I mean first team for praying for Caleb Williams. I would say it is the Chicago Bears. You know, not only do they have one chance to get him, they got two because they got the Carolina Panthers pick as well. So they're gonna have two chances down there in the bottom of the draft, uh, top of the draft to get Caleb Williams. They haven't been playing well. Justin Fields hasn't particularly shown particularly shown that he can be a great quarterback in this league besides a great fantasy quarterback. And, you know, the the, the Bears have been a shitstorm for a while, and, you know, it's it's tough for any rookie quarterback to go in and fix a, a shit NATO. But, um, you know, like Caleb Williams might get an opportunity to go in there and sort of restructure everything and, and might, might be able to get things on track. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The the Bears are in a horrible position right now. But I, I, I think there's a chance they don't even draft Caleb Williams. If they have the number one pick, I think they there's a good chance they trade out of it, stick it the other pick that they have, which are the Panthers, which will probably remain a top three pick. They're 0-6 right now. You can get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then maybe slide back, grab an O-lineman, grab an edge rusher, grab – I don't know. Grab something they, else. They, got, they need a lot. They so, need a lot. They got the they got the capital to do it. Yeah. How about the Minnesota Vikings? The Minnesota Vikings that just knocked off the San Francisco 49ers this past evening. They're three and four. They're coming back. What they start 0 and 4 or 0 and 3? Um they started off badly, certainly. Uh, uh they're in a two-game winning streak, so okay. they're doing they're they're on the come up now. That's good to see. I listen, I don't necessarily think their future is bright strictly because Kirk Cousins is old. You have Jordan Addison, who is week in and week out showing that he has a bright future. Justin Jefferson, a young megastar, one of the best players in the NFL, hurt right now, but still, regardless. So you know what? You know what? I'm gonna put them in the future is bright category because of that. If you can get a quarterback who's younger, and even if you can't, Kirk is still good. You'll probably move on from him this offseason. And that core is young enough. I think they'll be good in mm-hmm. the next few years. They're not ready quite yet, I don't think, but they and got a good foundation. I think I'm gonna have to veto that one. I think that they're gonna be a little bit better and be a potential wild card team. I think the Lions will probably win that division, but I think the Vikings are right there in that number two spot. And you know they they're they're kind of they they just beat the 49ers. They're sort of on on a on a 
good little winning streak here. It's only two games, but it's something, you know. Um, Jordan Addison's proven he can be a great receiver in this league. And when Jettis comes back, you know, this is going to be one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And, you know, I think that their future is bright. I agree with that. And Kirk Cousins, you know, he's only, what is he, 35? Probably around there. Since you're, you're around, what's the exact one? You know, you, I was going to guess what are you 36. Gonna get? 36? All right, let's see what it is. Thirty-five. All right. Little, little, yeah, right there. All right. So Vikings potential wild card team. Um, next team up on the board here. I'm gonna have to go with. I don't like how you just pick teams. Yeah, now you're right. I'll, I'll just go with these ones here. L.A. Rams. This is this is a really interesting team. They've been playing really well, and Puka is showing that he can instantly be one of the best receivers in the league, and Cooper Cup's back. Matthew Stafford's still a great quarterback. You know, this team, in my mind, is a potential wild card team, but they're one injury away from their whole season being over. And if Matthew Stafford, his shoulder or elbow gets bothered again, that could be a huge issue. I don't think they're good enough to win their division. Um, but I think that they're good enough to sort of sneak into the playoffs. I agree with that. Um, they did just lose to the Steelers, though. The same point. It's it's tough to sort of rank them right now because I wouldn't say the, that they're they have the potential. Yeah, they do have a lot of upside. They just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. You know, their their Super Bowl hangover settled set in last year, but now Sean McVay's got something to prove. All right, um, Bucks. I think this is tough. I don't think their future is bright, but they're better than the Chargers. It, well, I don't know if they're better than the Chargers. They're better than the Saints, and I wouldn't put them in the same tier as the Bengals or the Vikings. I'd put them in the future is bright category. I don't think their future is bright, but I'd put them there because they're worse than teams above them and better than the teams below them. All right. Um, I really want to use a veto on that because I'd say, you know, I, I will. I'm doing it. I'm using my second veto already. It's a little bit early probably, but whatever. I think the Bucks are probably ghosts of Kirk Cousins. You know, they still got a great roster. They got a lot of great wide receivers, and their defense is still pretty good. But Brady's gone, and, you know, they're, they're sort of structurally trying to figure that out still. And Baker Mayfield's been a good quarterback, but – you know, there's a lot of question marks with where Mike Evans will be playing next year. And I think they have a lot to figure out. So I guess that could be ghost of Tom Brady that's haunting them. It's you. You're okay. I just picked. No. Oh, a veto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we got the San Francisco 49ers. Oh boy. Um, you know. I'm going to put them in Super Bowl contenders. I probably would have put them in favorites, but these last two weeks have kind of shown that Brock Purdy might not be able to win in big moments. You know, the last two games have really been his – I saw a stat. Um, they, they went 5-0 and to start the season. And I think about in the third quarter, it was the first time that the um, 49ers had, have, had not been winning a game for more than seven minutes the entire season. Which is crazy. Like the yeah. entire season, they were winning every single game, and then 
Uh, like, I mean, they, they had more points than every other team. They were never being out. How do I phrase that? I feel like I'm saying it weird, but um, they hadn't been trailing. They hadn't been trailing at all. And then that game, ever since they've been trailing, Brock Purdy's just kind of been shaky, you know, and they have had some injuries. And, you know, if they do get an injury bug, that's not great for them. But overall, great roster, great team. McCaffrey's a beast. Yeah, I think, well, this brings up the easiest pick, I think, probably, or one of the two easiest picks. They got the Eagles. They're Super Bowl favorites. Their roster's cracked. They win against good teams. They're dominant. You know, Jalen Hurts hasn't been playing at the same level as he did last season, but it doesn't even seem to matter. They're winning in other ways. Eagles are going to be tough to beat for anybody. Yeah. Uh, Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. You know what they are? Ghosts of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they are the ghosts of Kirk Cousins. I'd say it's tough for your future to really be bright when you invest a lot of of your capital, you know, salary wise and draft wise on a wide receiver when you don't have like a great overall team. You know, their defense is not great and their quarterback situation has been a question mark for a while. So they get a lot to figure out on that team. Mm. Now we have the Packers. They suck. I don't know if this, they don't suck as much as the Bears. But they're definitely in the same tier as the Broncos and the Giants. They are doo-doo, shit, and poopster. I concur. And I think this one might be a little quick and easy. Washington Commanders praying for Caleb Williams. I think that, um, you know, Sam Howell's been definitely a capable starter for them. But if they, you know, they haven't been doing well to start the season. And if they have the chance to get him, you know, they're going to take him. They're going to jump at him immediately. This could be one of the best prospects in, in the last uh, few years. He's def- he's the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, definitely. He's better Same than Trevor way. Lawrence. He's better than Bryce Young. He's better than a lot of these guys. He's an unbelievable improviser, crazy throw power, crazy arm angles. He's the only prospect we've seen since Mahomes do the same things as Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardinals. They suck. They haven't won since mm, week two, week three. They're on a four-loss streak. Uh, put him down there, Josh Dobbs. I like Josh Dobbs. Uh, he will not be playing there for much longer. But I don't think they'd draft Caleb Williams. I think they'd stick with Kyler Murray, to be honest. So they can uh, doo-doo? No, I'd say the bottom tier. But yeah, they're, right. like, they're, gonna, they're the worst, one of the worst teams, but they're not going to draft Caleb Williams. I think – First team with their future is bright. I'd say the Steelers. I think there's a lot of good things to build off of on their roster. They've always been able to draft wide receivers well. Kenny Pickett's still a question mark, but um, overall, great defense, great coach. You know, they the Steelers have just historically been a good franchise. And now we got the Bills. The Bills are still going. I, I think they'll probably still be good. They're not Super Bowl contenders at this present moment, but I would be hard-pressed to put them in anything below playoff teams. I don't think I, – I still think they're going to be able to contend with teams like the Lions and the Dolphins and play with, you know, the Niners, the Ravens, and the Eagles. I think they, they would be able to hang with those guys, and they – for sure have the ability to beat every team below them. So I'd put them in playoff teams. 
Even though yeah, I, I, I do think it's going to be the Dolphins and Bills fighting for that that AFC East title. I think so too. Falcons, um, you know they've been playing well, but the Bills also been playing really shitty. So I think they're a good doo doo shit boops boopster uh, category here. Uh, not not quite bad enough to get a Caleb Williams rap pick, but I, I think that they've been been pretty shitty. I actually, uh, I'm going to use my veto on this. The Atlanta Falcons are winning their division. They have a winning record. They're four and three. They have actually, you know what? They're the only team who's winning their division who has a negative uh, net point total. So I don't know, actually. They're not good. Desmond Ritter is the main reason why they're not good because he, I have never seen a quarterback fumble. Daniel Jones a couple of years ago fumbled at an alarming rate. Desmond Ritter fumbled. Three times last game, two times out of the back of the end zone. He's the reason their team is losing games. So like, they're gonna they're gonna draft a quarterback. They're a team that I could see being really bad. So I'm not gonna use my veto. They're they're very bad. I could see them drafting another quarterback in the first round highly, like Drake May or you know maybe like Ian McCarthy or JJ McCarthy or someone. But Shadur Sanders maybe, but. Yeah, not not bad enough to get Caleb, but Dudu is a good tier for that. Tier, tier. Oh, is it me? Yeah. Oh shit! Seattle Seahawks. Uh, future is bright. I would put them in that definitely because I mean, you have a very good young core. I think Jake Bobo at receiver is great. Devin Witherspoon on the on the defensive side. Tariq Willen, Kobe Bryant, Woolen. Um, they're all great pieces. If you get a younger quarterback, I mean, Geno's still doing well, but and he's not terribly old. I mean, he's he's pretty old, but he's not ancient by any means. It's not like you're worried about him falling apart within the next one to two years. So I think the future is bright. Get a young quarterback in there. Seahawks might run the table in the NFC West. And, and I would put the Pats and future is bright as well. I know, you know, we're on the downturn and it's been – Pretty shit for a little while, but you know, going forward next season, you know, I, I I think that there there's a good foundation to build off of this team. I think the secondary is gonna be phenomenal next year. The defense is still gonna be great. Um, we just got a lot of injuries right now. We gotta get healthy and you know, we gotta prioritize fixing the offense. I am gonna use my second veto on this. Oh boy. I love the Patriots. You cannot put them above a team that beat us 34 to nothing <laughs> and another team that beat us convincingly as well. Listen, I agree with you. This is why I, I think we should have named this tier differently than future is bright because I do think the future is bright with the Patriots, maybe not immediately because we have a lot of holes on this team. I would put us in doo-doo shit poopster, to be honest with you. And if we lost to the Bills, we would be right in the thick of the Caleb Williams race. We kind of still are right now. We have like the sixth pick. So, yeah, I would. We're not that good right now. I'm right. out of vetoes. Move on to the Browns. Your turn. Um, Browns, great defense, uh, bad offense, ghost of Kirk Cousins. All right. Ghost of Kirk Cousins. That's fair. I agree. Um, move on to the Texans. Ooh. Texans are an interesting team. Because CJ Stroud's been pretty good. I'm going to put future is bright because I think I they agree. have a lot of – they've surprisingly been able to turn around this franchise in in a season. They were horrible last year. 
They've drafted some great players. Nick Collins been good. Tank Dell. Um, CJ Stroud's been phenomenal. And, you know, that that defense is 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 hold is, is playing well. So I, I put him in futures bright. I got the second juggernaut. I'm gonna put the Chiefs in Super Bowl favorites. Tough to bet against them as much as I hate to admit it. I mean, I don't I don't hate the Chiefs. I don't hate Mahomes. I I recognize they're an unbelievable football team. I I don't I I I have nothing really awful to say about the Chiefs. You know, they're just they're a good football team. They're tough to beat. Yeah. I'm gonna put the Cowboys in playoff teams because Cowboys have shown that they can make the playoffs, but they haven't shown that they can actually win playoff games. And the only game that they've won in recent memory was actually last season, but it was against um, an ancient Tom Brady. So, you know, a win's a win, but before that, it's been been a very long time. So, I'm going to beat Rodgers too in his MVP season. I think they did um, two years ago. No, 49ers did. That's right. Um, all right, let's see. The New York football the Jets. Jets. The future is very bright with the Jets. I'm going to put them in that category. They have extremely talented players on defense. They got good young players on offense. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. You know, they're, they're good. Uh, I'd be worried if they got a good quarterback. Maybe like a former MVP. Yeah, that'd be they'd be probably a force to be reckoned with if they got a guy like that on their team. But, tough uh, to come by, though. You know, Panthers are tough, right? Because you'd say praying for Caleb Williams, but they because they've been playing horrible. They're zero six. They'd be leading the race right now, but they gave that pick to the uh, to the Bears, and Bryce Young's gonna be their guy for the foreseeable future. So I'm gonna put that in leadership booster. You know, they're kind of just a dumpster fire six. Right now. There's there's a lot. How are they? How are they not in the bottom tier? They're because they can't get. They can't. They're praying the, for what they can't. They can't the, gate. They can't get him. You know. I know, but that's just the worst teams in the league. Yeah, but they're they. That doesn't matter. If it's they're like capable of getting Caleb Williams. Yes, it does. They're praying for him because they're praying for that pick, but they gave up that pick. So that's how shitty they are. But I maybe we could have switched this around so that this could have been up one or something. But what I, 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 my understanding was that the bottom tier was just the worst teams in the league. I mean, they are, right? But, like, I, I would put this normally, right? But they traded their draft pick and they can't get Caleb Williams. They yeah, that's essentially to... saying that they're better than the Cardinals, Bears, and Commanders in their 0-6. Which I don't agree with, but it's it's it's. You it's, could say it's, praying it's, for it's Caleb tough. except for the Panthers. Except. Problem solving. Yeah, there we go. Except Panthers. We're making a little just for them. Making it a little bit special. All right, Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'd uh, <laughs> I'd put them. Yeah, I'd put them. What's their record right now? They're bad. They're not good. They're two and four. Yeah, put them in the ghost or not the ghost. The doo doo shit poofster. Yeah. Um, I think I'd put Colts and Ghosts of Kerr. Three and four Indianapolis Colts. Negative thirteen <laughs> point differential. See, I think the rest of the season is going to be bad. Anthony Richardson's gone. All, all their their future is bright, but right now they're pretty shit. But let's see what Gardner can do. I'm I'm excited to see him sort of lead a team again. I'll I'll, I'll give them respect to put them in Ghost of Kirk Cousins because they have a lot of a lot of good players in that team. Um, but 
overall, the rest of the season could be pretty pretty bad for them. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I would put them. They're five and two. Put them in playoff team tier. I think they can hang with with all those guys. Yeah, I agree. All right, so this overall is our rankings. We said it was going to take five minutes. We said it was going to take five minutes. It took much longer. We got a lot to talk about. We're talkers here. But, you know, I I think this is a pretty realistic um, outcome of, like, who actually will end up making the playoffs. You know, we got the Eagles, Chiefs, um, Ravens, 49ers, Lions, Dolphins, Bills, Cowboys, Jaguars. And then, you know, fringe playoff teams will pro- this year will probably be Bengals, Vikings, Rams. You know, and we'll, we'll see what's going to happen with the Seattle Seahawks. And the Steelers have been playing great so far. So, you know, all those teams can sort of be in the mix for the playoff race this year. Um, but still very early on in the season, anything could happen. You know, we'd love to hear what you guys think about this. Um, we could post this on Twitter and sort of get some of your uh, – your, your yeah, feedback on it. Yeah. 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 So we got the tier list figured out and we had, I think only one more thing left on the agenda. And Oh, do you hear that sound? Do you, what, what the hell is that? Do you hear that? What is that? Is that, could it, could it be? Something could it be? In your, something in your head. Time <laughs> to, Enter the shotgun. Andrew, are you ready to enter oh boy. the shotgun for the first time oh. in a few weeks? Yeah, it's been a little bit. Now, Andrew is – are you 0-2 against the shotgun and I'm 1-1? Uh, yeah, you got a Mickey Mouse one, but yeah. Mickey Mouse win. All right, whatever. He's got a Mickey Mouse win, but he's got one. So for those of you who are new here or haven't seen this segment before, essentially what's going to happen, I have a question for Andrew, and he has – a cold, down east pumpkin beer sitting in front of him now. We're festive. When I ask him this question, he's going to have one minute exactly to fully shotgun this beer in front of him and answer my question. If he's successful, he gets a point. He gets a win in the win column. If he's not, he goes 0-3. So, Andrew, looking to get into the win column for the first time this week. Andrew, are you ready to enter the shotgun? Oh, I'm ready. All right, prepare your can. Now, we have had notably very difficult times. Oh, yeah. Successfully doing I don't know if we've had a successful, like, we've had one. We've had one. It's it's been tough. (laughs) And we we do know how to do this. We're we've graduated from college. We're out of practice. Yeah, it's Um, it's been tough. So, all right. So you you crack it, get it all set up first, and then I have my question. I'm you want to just do it? Yeah, we'll do it all at once. You're going to have to poke uh, the hole in it and everything. Yeah, oh, I'm right. going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do right. it. All right. I'm going to set my timer for <laughs> one minute. All right, ready? I'm going to ask my question and begin the timer, okay? All right. Andrew, in honor of Bill Belichick getting his 300th win this past weekend, could you name – the five teams other than divisional opponents that Bill Belichick has beaten the most times. Ready? Go. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> the cans have ripped off. <laughs> this is so fucking horrible. This keeps happening. <laughs> oh no. Oh, rough start. I will say it smells delicious. It does smell very good. This is incredibly inefficient now. Oh, uh, 20 seconds. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh god! All right, you have. You have Wait, besides Anthony, <laughs> fuck. All right, Broncos, Browns, Chiefs, uh, Lions, Raiders. Time, dude. You got one of them. That was crazy. So, for those of you wondering what happened, here's the oh can. Good, it's empty. The can is empty. The can tab. I don't know if you could if you can see it. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, Open the can and just ripped off the top, dude. Literally, I'm cursed right now. How does this even happen? I try to open up the can and it just the tab just comes off and the can isn't open. All right, so another loss for me. Another loss. Andrew's on three. Uh, so my Mickey Mouse quote unquote win is still the only win that anyone's ever gotten on this segment. So the answers we were looking for. I'll start from the bottom. You said it. The Broncos. They are the fifth team that Bill Belichick has beaten the most times, so outside of our division, of course. 10-10, and 10, the only team that doesn't have a losing record against Bill Belichick as a head coach, the Denver Broncos, they're tied. Next most, the Titans, or excuse me, the Texans with 11. Tied with them are the Chargers with 11. Then the Steelers with 12. And Andrew, do you have a guess for the other team that has the most losses to Belichick outside of our division? Titans? Nope, not the Titans. Uh, Same division. Oh, 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 hold on. Colts. The Colts with 16. They love losing yep. to the Patriots. Peyton Manning did not have a fun time. No, he didn't. But uh, that that has been in the shock, and I will say a very unfortunate oh, turn of events. Like if, if, if I was able to crack that can, I would say that I get – I, I get the drink down at least 15 to 20 seconds sooner because yeah. it was an airflow problem. You know, I'm just making excuses now, but the airflow yeah. was bad. Hey. I had a little hole, you know, well, uh, I got to take notes. The, the bad, the bad news is time. for you, Andrew, is that we're playing in the shotgun and not horseshoes and hand grenades. So getting close to the top. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, better luck next time, uh, right? Horseshoes and hand grenades? Getting close as he count. I mean, I think you get it if you threw a hanger. Yeah. Whatever. I get what whatever, you're saying. dude. Whatever. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I could have just, ah, oh, dude, that was a good question, too. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you said the Broncos first. That was your first guess, and you nailed it. So, um, yeah, that, that is, uh, that's been in the shotgun. It was, it was a, definitely a fun one. I'm glad we got that on camera. Uh, if you guys aren't, seeing the video of this make sure to check out the clips because this will certainly be a clip we will definitely be sharing this with the world so (laughs) hey next week we got the dolphins we're coming off fresh off a win kicking josh allen's ass right back to buffalo so i mean once again go pats this has been the drop back podcast episode eight we'll see you soon see you soon That was fucking hilarious.